When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Hey guys, LD here from Rock and Roll Heaven. Thanks so much for checking out this episode. This week is our short set, but I wanted to give a couple advisory warnings. Number one, this is pretty much an unedited version of the podcast, so... This time around, we actually have a little bit more of adult language, so if you're under the age of 13, this is probably not the episode for you. Number two, we had on an amazing guest. His name is Adam Todd Brown. He's the host of the Unpopular Opinion podcast, and he is amazing, and we had a great time recording with him, so much so that the episode took almost four hours to record. So what you're getting this week is the first part of a three-part series. So if you're wondering why it kind of ends abruptly, after we finished recording, we realized how long it was, but how much good stuff there was inside of it. We didn't want to miss any of it. So again, it comes with a parental warning for explicit material, which it's not usually us to cuss or talk about naughty things on the podcast, but this episode we did. And also, it's going to end pretty abruptly right after I talk about my fifth choice. So, heads up. Other than that, thanks for checking out this episode. Keep rocking in the free world. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Heaven Podcast with LD and TJ. Can you dig that, baby? <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to Rock and Roll Heaven, the short set. This is the podcast where we talk about the lives, careers, and deaths of famous musicians. But of course, today we do something a little bit different. And after Karen, Peter, Chris, Left Eye, Roy, we decided, and Shannon, that we decided that we needed to lighten the mood a little bit and possibly make some new enemies. So I am your host, LD. With me, as always, is TJ. Heyo. And then today, you guys, I'm so fangirling right now because we have a special guest who has come in. Uh, he is the host of the Unpopular Opinion podcast. He's a writer. He's fucking genius. We love him. <laughs> Mr. Adam Todd Brown. Thank you so much. You just turned like <laughs> eight shades of red. <laughs> my favorite introduction of all time. Yes. <laughs> so today, uh, we decided that we were going to lighten up the mood and we are going to do, we all made lists. Uh, it's the most prepared Tracy's ever been. 
That is not <laughs> true because this happened like 10 minutes before I came here because... And it's still the most you've ever been prepared. That is not... No, it's not. <laughs> you punk. <laughs> so we're doing our top five favorite songs, our top five most hated songs, and our top five guilty pleasure songs. So this is going to be a little bit of a longer uh, episode for a short set, but you know what? I invented this podcast, so I get to make up the rules. You know, even though you say that this was the most prepared I was, I did still show up with just like an artist listed instead of an actual song chosen. And, you know, I had to pick my favorites about 10 minutes before I came over here because realistically, it's really hard to ask a voracious music listener to only pick five favorite songs. Yeah, it was hard putting this list together. Yeah. And I, I don't believe in guilty favorites. So that that part or guilty pleasures so that was that was tough too because if i like a song i'm not gonna feel bad about it so the guilty pleasure thing was my addition because i wanted to be able to list five more songs (laughs) oh that makes sense yeah i almost went in a radically different direction with the guilty pleasures and just picked people who've done horrible things but maybe have a good song out there we're actually going to be doing that as a as a short set so you're going to be on that one too i'm all for it there we go i can talk about that all day religious love by r kelly come on Uh. great song you know, I the the first time I think I ever heard R. Kelly, it was the the I Believe I Can Fly song. Sure. And then I heard Ignition, <laughs> and I was in New York at the time, and it was just like, this is my jam. Yeah, Ignition's pretty great, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, I think we're actually going to talk about. I am thinking of the right Ignition. I think I'm, it's I'm thinking of. the remix to Ignition, yeah. Hot and Fresh okay. in the Kitchen. It's a remix edition about a okay. song about pissing. I was going to say, wasn't it the remix <laughs> to Ignition? <laughs> Uh, all right. Oh, we should also put our disclaimer out there that yeah, we are well, not going to censor ourselves today. Yeah. <laughs> so if you heard my little pre-recorded message today, this episode's not for kids. No. This episode uh, will contain um, adult imagery, mm. uh, a lot of adult language. Oh, and right. Adult imagery. And, yeah, oh. This this episode is On not actually audio medium. No yes. less. Nice. Yes. <laughs> erotic. <laughs> it's going to be an erotic music podcast. Yes. So if you're well, under the age of 13, um, sorry, kids, this episode is not for you. This contains language that you can only hear in John Wick movies and at least one part of Titanic. So there you go. Which was a John Wick prequel. <laughs> People don't know that. I thought, Exists in the same universe. I thought that... Um, His first dog died on that ship. Oh, no. <laughs> that's why I bought the second oh, one. No. Oh, that's the other thing that I know. We were having a conversation out on the porch about the three things that I know, and it was Queen, movies, and then I realized, no, I know everything there is to know about the Titanic. Just That just reminded me. Because three dogs survived on the Titanic, and two of them were Pomeranians. Oh, good puppies. Do you know so way too much about so that. So good. Movie. It, not just the movie, the ship. Get away from that shark, oh, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't go towards the fin, baby. <laughs> no, no, women and children That's first. Not your You're not a toy. woman. <laughs> not a woman or a child. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's uh, let's get into this. So, since we have this amazing uh, guest today, why don't you kick us off with one of your favorite songs? Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Um, the for for my favorite songs, I just tried to pick a bunch of bands that I don't know if a lot of people know about. So this will be very boring and obscure for a lot of people. Um, I'm gonna start with the man I shot by the Drive By Truckers. Okay, I looked for this. You couldn't find I it. I couldn't find it. I wasn't on Weird. Spotify. I couldn't find it on iTunes. I did find a concert version on YouTube. And it's a good song. It's a great song. It's written from the point of view of a contractor working in Iraq during the Iraq war. Oh, that's really cool. And he shoots someone in his work duties. And then the song is about him feeling guilty about it. And Drive By Truckers, they're a southern rock band. Paste Magazine put them on their list of the 100 greatest living songwriters that's awesome yeah i know them they're really cool if you're familiar (laughs) with jason isbell he used to be in the drive-by truckers but this song comes from one of my favorite albums of all time it's called uh brighter than creation's dark and the song it's six minutes long they have three guitar players if you see them play it live like it will burn an arena down it is such a thing to watch. And one of the other reasons I picked it, I wrote about this on Cracked a long time ago, but when I get really stressed, I do this thing where I'll listen to the same song over and over in headphones and just try to follow one instrument throughout the whole song. Well, that's kind of cool. That's a cool idea. I don't think I've ever tried to do that it's before. It's very relaxing because you have, especially with a song like this where there's three guitar players, there's a bass player, there's a drummer. Like, you have to really focus. It's like to... an audio version of meditation. Yeah, it just kind of cool. kind of centers you and makes you focus on something that isn't horrible. Yeah. Or, even though the, the subject matter of the song is well, I heartbreaking say, I feel like that and would awful. Be a, but... Yeah, that would be a difficult one, I think, to But man, uh, that second that guitar, too, but... <laughs> so good. You might not be stressed anymore, but you sure, is, you sure are depressed. Exactly. <laughs> And they're they're one of my favorite bands. I like bands that I find randomly. And yeah. I found the Drive By Truckers because I was years ago in the Columbia Records Club where they would send you like <laughs> eighteen <laughs> CDs for a penny. And I send that for a minute. And you, let me guess, you forgot to not tell them that you wanted the one. Yes, and that's how you got it. And they sent me this Drive By Truckers album, and I was like, "Who is this? I don't want anything to do with this." And I took it to a used CD store to sell it with a bunch of other stuff I was selling. And the guy was like, "Oh, Drive By Truckers, they're really good. They're kind of like Wilco." And I don't like Wilco, and they're nothing like Wilco. But I was like, "All right, I'll give it a listen." And they're one of my favorite bands now. Um, funny enough, when I went to Kentucky, because it's Kentucky, uh, <laughs> we actually found an FYE. Oh, wow. I know. I was so excited. <laughs> but it was like, um. Were there like five of those left in the U.S.? Yeah, but now it's it's more like, wow. It's more like a GameStop, but with some movies. So it wasn't like the, do you remember the one that was in Burbank? No. Oh, God, it was huge. <laughs> it's now a bank. Oh. And it was huge, and there were just aisles and aisles and aisles of, like, UCDs and vinyl and, and movies, and I would just go in there after I had a paycheck and, like, blow half of it. Yeah. And it was awesome. And then it closed down and turned into a bank, and I got really, really sad. Music is getting hard to buy in public. 
Yeah. Best Buy doesn't. Oh, it really is. They is, took it out of Target. They took it out of Best Buy. Like, yeah, as far as I know, Best Buy and Burbank doesn't have music anymore. And they they do have it's, some it's, vinyl. Yeah, they have an aisle. Oh, yeah. They have, yeah, like, an aisle small. of, like, the newest stuff. Right. So, but, um, but they Fry's, do have, Fry's actually has, um, yeah, like, six aisles of music. But they have, like, the whole back wall is vinyl. So, yeah. yeah. Amoeba is going away. They're putting up a don't make me cry. But they're tower there. But Are they moving? They're so moving. Oh, I, okay. I actually tied in. They said it won't be for like another four or five years oh, before. Well, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. There's a great record store um, in Burbank. Atomic. Yes, I love, I love Atomic. Atomic. Oh my god, I love. I live Atomic. right around the corner from there. I love I Atomic. Love that's awesome. And the collection of stuff that they get in is just incredible. Like they have people sending them all the time, like buyers and you know music execs sending them boxes and boxes and boxes of of records like you will find atomic by driving by and finding the shop that has stacks of boxes all over in the windows yeah, yeah. because they yeah. can't even get through it fast if you, enough if you hit the walgreens you've gone too far yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's gems i found so many amazing albums in there and reasonably priced too like i found um a doors morrison hotel like perfect condition like 20 bucks nice yeah i found a jesus lizard album there wow really got used jesus lizard albums (laughs) amazing i don't even know who that is i actually there found a um an original pressing of and still sealed of the star wars slash close encounters of the third kind album Wow! and i was like and it was like 20 bucks and i'm like we're done here and that's like yeah. the most expensive thing that i think they even have in there like i don't really they think have that go one wall that. that has like really oh rare well stuff yeah that that's one like hundreds <laughs> yeah. of dollars but other than that yeah, yeah it's all pretty reasonable so tracy what's your what's your first love okay i want oh no i'm definitely calling you out on this so basically i couldn't pick a song and so i just wrote Aerosmith because if you've been listening to all of this podcast you know that is my favorite band of all time and I had a really hard time picking just one song because there's probably a, but I at least you. six and Lindley LD made me pick one song and actually technically she picked the one song of my like because list because it's the best song in your opinion oh I'm dying to hear this what song is it dream on of course Okay. Like he doesn't even sound see, like here's the thing. that song. That's well, the point. because that's the, that's the <laughs> thing. So Dream On actually, and I'm sorry, I'm going to go into a little history lesson. So Dream On was actually on their very first record and was the first song that they ever released. Mm-hmm. But being a ballad, it doesn't always hit really well, so it didn't do well. Right. So then when they released other singles and actually got their footing and gained popularity, then they re-released it. As a single and on their second album. So That's it became so super popular later. It's I don't so think weird. it's on originally, their second album. I think it's they on just their re- third. They re-released it. But it's it's on their first album. I, but well, I know it's on their first like album. But I think, I think they it. did release it on another album, though. So I'd have to Maybe. check that. It's super weird that you I'll would know so one. much about a song that I made you pick. I'm just saying there's some cool weird. history on that song coincidentally <laughs> but that's why he doesn't sound like himself either because right. he's a baby it's one of their earliest he, yeah he's, he's a yeah. baby yeah he doesn't have all that good like living in his voice yet but, but <laughs> i will say early on in your podcast you had 
something to say about how Aerosmith. Can I bring up the Aerosmith theory? Bring it up. Bring I've it been up. dying to. Bring it. Do it. Uh-oh. Do it. Okay. There's. There's. <laughs> this, I agree with him. I there's this agree legend, with him. and I think it's true that Aerosmith almost bought the plane that Leonard Skinner died in. Oh wow. There. It was. <gasps> they were. I would have cried so hard. And the the really ironic part is, as much as Aerosmith was partying at the time, they saw the crew passing a Jack Daniels bottle back and forth, and they were like, nope, we are not, <laughs> no way are we buying that plane. Like, we do the drinking, you fly yeah. the plane. You, we do the drinking, you but fly. But here's the thing. This was right after Draw the Line came out. If Aerosmith bought that plane and died in a plane crash, they would be the greatest American rock band of all time. Because up to that point, they had released their first album. They'd released uh, Toys in the Attic. Toys, Toys in, in the, the Attic. Attic. What's the one with the diamond on the cover? Uh, on the Rocks. On the Rocks. So they, <laughs> they up to that, like, Draw the Line is fine. Draw but those first right. four albums are beyond reproach. They are stone classics. But I would argue that as good as those albums were, Pump, come on. Meh. Uh, Pump I have a, never been more irate over someone saying something in my life. Really? Than I love Pump. Pump is fine, but it's not like if that if that was their body of work. I'm not saying it's their best work, album ever, but I'm saying it's a it's really a great good one, and it was a comeback point. album. It was yeah. a great comeback album. Yeah, but no, but they have individually good songs after On the Rocks because they do have Love in an Elevator. They do have you know I loved Amazing, but their body of work as a whole really suffered after that. <laughs> So, my favorite is Radio Gaga by Queen. There, I said it. No it's a good one, Queen no song. one is surprised that your top is a Queen song. No, no one is. No, no one, one is shocked. It, literally, <laughs> I have the my favorite line from that song, like printed out on really pretty paper and framed above my bed. <laughs> okay, that I did not know. Wow. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It's so I remember to, especially with this. Is it just the chorus? That would be funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's the line that says, so don't become some background noise, a backdrop for all the girls and boys who just don't know and just don't care and just complain when you're not there. You've you've had the time. You've had the power. You've yet to have your finest hour. It's pretty great. It's a lot to have above your bed. Right? I have the small part. What size is the font? (laughs) Three. It's 148 point. (laughs) It's in Helvetica. It's the entire entire wall behind your bed. Like, just painted on. I was like, maybe I should get the lyrics tattooed on my body. And I'm like, oh, I'm not tall enough. (laughs) She's like, her entire back is just that line. Um, and for some reason, I don't know why, but it, my brother said that, that that song makes him incredibly sad. And I don't know why. There's mm. there's nothing in there that is depressing, but he says that it's it, it's the saddest song. Now, I will say runner-up for the fact that I was going to pick a Queen song is Love of My Life, which nice. that is – that's a song that no matter what – I okay, so I saw Queen – at the Hollywood Bowl with Adam Lambert and Adam left the stage and Brian May just came out with an acoustic guitar and sang that song and I was up this. Oh yeah. <laughs> to the point where like the woman sitting beside me was just like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number two, sir. Number two, I will go with Temptation by Tom Waits. 
I, I I listened to the song and could not understand a word he was saying. That's the thing. Tom Waits, <laughs> he's an acquired taste. You don't for need sure. to. You don't need to know. He's got a crazy voice, and his voice is probably at its craziest on this song. It's almost like a polka song or a waltz or like a bossa nova kind of thing. But Tom Waits, one of my favorite musicians. He is another artist that I just discovered by random. I was uh, trying to impress a girl, and she was way into Tom Waits, so I was like, I'm going to get into Tom Waits. Nice. And that did not work, (laughs) but I still love Tom Waits. Yeah, he's one of those, like, he started his career right around the same time as Springsteen, and Springsteen, like, at, at first, they were, like, dueling personalities almost. And then Tom Waits has two really... He just went in a completely different direction. He's got two really distinct parts of his career where at first, for the first half, he's like this lounge singer almost who has just smoked way too many cigarettes. And then the second half of his career, he's almost like a Frank Zappa or Captain Beefheart type. And it's all because he met a woman named Kathleen Brennan, who he's still married to. And they started collaborating on songs in... I think 1980, and they've been working together ever since. And once they started working together, his music just became a whole other thing. My number two, it could maybe be a guilty pleasure, but it's not. It's just a full-on favorite. Benny and the Jets, Elton John. Hell yeah. Like, (sighs) it is my ultimate happy song. Like, I can be in the worst mood. Like, I want to punch everyone in the face, or I want to, like, jump off a bridge That song comes on, and by the time you're, like, halfway through the first verse, I'm, like, tapping, and then I start bopping, and then I start singing along until the, you know, until you get to the end, and you're like, Benny! And it's so great. Like, it's just Goodbye Yellow Brick Road for me, but... Yes! Oh, that is a good song. Early Elton John. That is a good song. Like, if you don't like Early Elton John... That's a good album, can we be honest? (laughs) get out of here. If you want to trigger my husband, it's, uh, he hates Crocodile Rock. I actually do also. I don't like Crocodile <laughs> Rock, but I love, love, love early Elton John. I really so love that song when he played it on the Muppet show. Well, that it's appropriate. Like sure. that is to that's like a that's a cool version of that song. But, <laughs> but uh, then I can agree with you guys didn't otherwise. Biz Marquis do a version of that song? Crocodile Rock? No, me, Benny and know. the Jets. Uh, oh, I don't know. I want to say he actually that would be did. interesting. It's super weird. I think he was like, <laughs> I think it was him and the Beastie Boys. And they were like, <laughs> OK, super drunk. And it's on stage and they recorded it. Yikes. And so, yeah. What's your second? Grace Kelly by Mika, which you had to play for me earlier. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I know this song. Yeah, I was saying that it was on a lot of trailers <laughs> When it first came out, like a lot of movie trailers, so it was on the trailer for I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. And I don't remember that. But I discovered it because my friend, not this Adam, a different Adam, had it on his MySpace page. Oh, God. I can't believe I missed this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) See, I was thinking this was like a new person because I can totally see why you would like him. But when I played it, Because he sounds like Freddie Freddie Mercury. Mercury. So I can totally understand why she likes it because it sounds like Freddie Mercury. So she feels like Queen is alive again queen is alive well i know queen is alive. you know what i mean dude so hang on i'm gonna they're not making new songs 
They're just playing with Adam Lambert now. He does it totally sound like sounds Freddie like Freddie Mercury. Mercury. Yeah. So I can understand why she likes him. And this song kind of yeah. sounds like a Queen song. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And he's hot. It's basically her way of sneaking another Queen song into her favorites. <laughs> it, it sounds like a Queen It cover. really does, right? It sounds like a Queen song. And it sounds like Freddie Mercury. So, like, I get why it's one of your favorites. Yeah. And his, his freshman album was amazing. His sophomore album, Weird Golden, was not that good. There was, like, maybe two songs. And then he went into, like, some weird experimental realm with the song called Boy Toy. And it got weird. And who do we have for your your third? Third, yeah, I like. You're up. You're up. Am I? Yeah. yeah. You went twice. No. Yeah, yeah. I went twice. Yeah, she went Benny twice. and the Jets. Remember? Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. And it got us okay. off, off yeah. track with the whole Biz Marquee thing. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this is another kind of obscure pick, <clears throat> but I'm gonna go with "Fuck the NRA" by the Coat Hangers. That is. Such a good song. It's a good song. They are my. They are legitimately my favorite band. Uh, they are an all-girl punk trio from Atlanta. I. It's when did a, they start? Because the song sounds like it was recorded in the eighties. Yeah, th- this is this song is from their most recent album, which just came out March eighth. It's called oh, wow. "The Devil You Know," but they they've been around for I think. Over 10 years, they've got, uh, I believe, six albums, and it's another band that I just randomly stumbled upon. Someone posted the first single from their last album on Facebook, and it was just one of those random Facebook acquaintances. I don't even remember who it was, but something about, I was like, I'll listen to that song. It's by a band called The Coat Hangers. That's neat. (laughs) And that song was called Watch Your Back, and I just... I don't know with with my favorite bands. I if, like if I instantly connect with a song, like there's not anything else to it. I right. just and they've been my favorite band ever since. I've seen them. I've bought tickets to see them in L.A. eight times, I think, and I've seen them six times because when the shows go on sale, I just buy tickets and then. Oh yeah, I have a show that night too. I shouldn't cancel to go see another show. So. <laughs> I think I that's his, I think that's the same amount that I've seen Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> I've also weirdly seen Rob Zombie a bunch, and I just like oh. him a little, but he's great in concert. So checking out the coat hangers, that's definitely. <laughs> I I checked them out yesterday. Yeah, just so that I could you know be engaged, and I really liked them. They're really really because good. It, they sound like uh, the punk, like the classic punk bands from the '80s. Cool. It has a very like cherry bomb yeah. feel to it, almost. So, oh man, yes. Can I add songs to my list. No, <laughs> I forgot about that one. Almost. What's That's your What's your one. third, Tracy? My third. Yeah. Again, having trouble picking just one song. Stop shaking your pen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, having... This is good radio, guys. This is really good radio. So I had trouble picking just one, uh, but Janis Joplin. I sing, if you've been to my shows or know, whatever, I sing Bobby McGee all the time, and it's kind of like one that people actually demand when I go and perform. So I have a hard time picking between that or my other favorite is Cry Baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so freaking good. She's just amazing. Can we just... 
I would pick Can me we and Bobby just, McGee. I would have picked me and Bobby McGee. Yeah. yeah. Me and Bobby McGee is a great song, and it's actually written by Chris Christopherson. Or, or Mercedes. Um, oh, yeah, but that's not technically a finished song. Yeah, it's like, still good. Yeah, it's, well, it is still good. I'm not saying it's not. But can we just talk about for a minute how amazing freaking Janis Joplin is and how much I miss her in the world? I did have an argument with my mom over it like i'm really close with my mom (laughs) and for a minute i was really mad at her and i didn't want to talk to her because she was like i hate janice chaplin she's just screaming i was like is that what your mom sounds like (laughs) no (laughs) sounds like janice joplin exactly (laughs) it was like janice is in the room i know (laughs) mom sounds like me actually but no, I was just like, Mom, you don't even understand. It's not screaming. It's emotions. I can't even talk to you right now. Goodbye. Click. <laughs> like, See, ridiculous. We I think it's probably the worst fight my mom and I have ever had was about so Janice Joplin. F- <laughs> I want to play, play a quick game real quick called Hang On, Let Me Call My Mom. Because <laughs> A, my mother's Southern. Your B, mom is so B, cute. my mother, she invented jazzercise. What? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think this will be a humorous anecdote if she'll answer. Hello. Hey, Mama. Hey, what you doing? Oh, uh, not much. We're on the podcast right now, but I wanted to ask you a question. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What was the biggest fight that me and you ever got into? Oh, about a Wilson Phillips CD. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yep. I we didn't talk for like two weeks. Oh my! Yeah, that was awful. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, that's I don't all. Think you got it either. What's that? I said, I don't think you got it either. No, Dad went behind your back and bought it for me. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I just so wanted. It, it, we're we're recording the podcast now, so I just wanted to call and uh, and get that anecdote from you because I thought it was hilarious. All right, I love you. Y'all have a good day. All right, I love you, Mama. Bye. <laughs> See, that's so fun. Like, we didn't we didn't not talk for two weeks, but we definitely had some heated debates, and I definitely hung up on her almost and was really, really, really mad at her when she <laughs> told me that. I was like, I can't believe it. So, <laughs> so upsetting. I didn't get some eye rolls for this one, but you know what? It's, um, whatever. I love Freebird. Hell yeah. I already gave you crap for that. She already gave me shit. I did. I was looking at it. I was like, like, Freebird. Freebird. Because here's the thing. It is an amazing song, but there is a cheese factor associated. So yeah, you get get just a tiny. But one time I drove through Delaware and I made it. I hit the state line and started Freebird and drove through Delaware and it was still playing. I believe that. It's a lengthy tune. <laughs> it is. It is. But it's it's amazing. It's layered. The vocals are awesome. It has some amazing imagery in it and that the 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 wind up I love middle. I do love that part. Oh, it, it's I, one of the best songs ever written. Yeah, yes. it is it is a really good song. There's just that cheese factor and you know when you're and it's just the worst ever because everybody like heckles you with that song mm-hmm. play Freebird, like shut your mouth yeah. <laughs> but it's one of the Go like hell. <laughs> any song that gets that big eventually starts to feel a little cheesy like stairway to heaven right yeah. smells like teen spirit yep like yeah. if someone walked in the room and was like want to see me play smells like teen spirit on guitar like, it's no. like we can all do that get out of here 
I now, if you could play it on the all. ukulele, that is something. I want to see it even less. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there is a kid on YouTube that literally, like, two weeks ago just put out on ukulele, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Of course. And it was good. Yeah. But he's also, like, four. So. Right. So it's actually wow. not yeah. good. It's just good for a four-year-old. It's really old. cute. It's, it's right. cute. It's cute. Yeah. It's not good. It's, it's cute. cute. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So fourth song. So back to Adam. I'm going to go with, this is a, a song where I kind of just like this one song by this woman. Her name is April March, and it's a song called Chick Habit. They used it in, oh, God. Uh, That's uh, where I heard it. Come on. It's Tarantino. Yes. It is. Oh, yeah. God, it's right there. <laughs> I just named that a random Tarantino song. Oh, my God, I'm bright. Not Death Proof. Yes, it's Death Proof. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's at the, it plays over the <laughs> end credits of Death Proof. Thank you. <laughs> she is a French singer, I believe, but was also. Like her name. Also one of the voices on Animaniacs. Who was she? What? Was she Dot? Uh, I think she was Dot. Nice. What? Yeah. And yeah, her name's April March. She doesn't have a lot of albums. And the one I've heard has like four versions of this song on it. So I feel like it was kind <laughs> of right. a strike while the iron's hot sort of thing. Fair enough. But it's just such a fun song. It's hard to be mad. Is there like different radio edits of it? Or? Well, there's a French so there's version. There's different version? Oh, okay. Yeah, and the the French version I've actually heard in, like, played in a few different other movies. That's cool. But it's the, I believe it's the English version that plays over okay. the credits of Death Proof. And it's just, it's a song that I try to get almost everyone I meet to listen to at least once. So I know I'm not crazy for thinking it's, <laughs> no, it's just <laughs> magic. No, but Quentin Tarantino has this habit of taking obscure music right put, and and like him and edgar wright have this yeah like marriage of musicality and film and making it something elevating both of them yeah so yeah quentin tarantino is just it's he, he lives in a completely different plane and time than we do right yeah and it, it's one of those songs that i don't know it it I have this type of song that I always describe as 60s spy music. Yes. <laughs> and it, I like feel it still by Portugal the Man. Feels oh, I like love a that song. 60s spy song to I me. I do like that song. And this yeah. is another song that it just feels like people in suits committing espionage <laughs> or something. I, just, I love it so much. And whenever I hear a song that like ticks that box for me, I'm like, I like that song. It's good stuff. When you hear the music, do you like do the floor rolls? I do. Yeah. I do. I start questioning my friends, find mm -hmm. out who they work for, mm -hmm. all those things. Just screaming, where's the bomb at the yeah. Vons cashier? Yeah. Who do you work for? <laughs> it's fun. I just keep some bamboo shoots in my purse. You never know when you're going to have to shove one under a fingernail. Yeah. Yeah. Where are we? I've completely lost track of where I just we are. did my fourth song. Okay. So it's your fourth. Oh, my fourth. Okay. So this is... um. I feel like none of mine are obscure, like you should have heard them maybe before. I don't know. Uh, but mine is Case of You by Joni Mitchell. I love mm. Joni Mitchell. It's a little more like yeah. chill and dreamy. But I really love that song. I uh, I had to learn it for 
in college. I learned it in my voice lessons there and did like did it for my last showcase before I graduated and all that. And I just really fell in love with the song while I was learning it. So, you know, it's lyrically, it's it's uh, interesting and like melodically, it's beautiful and all over the place and it's good times, man. I was actually introduced to Joni Mitchell because of the movie Love Actually. Ugh. All right. Hmm. Don't you, ugh, me. <laughs> That's a masterpiece. Adam Duritz and Vanessa Carlton for me. <laughs> See. They, they covered. But no. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I like I like Joni Mitchell. That's a Joni Mitchell song? No way. <laughs> Go on. I'm sorry. Oh, you what? Well, it's just a beautiful song. I mean, and Joni Mitchell's always got that really unique style anyways to her. Like yeah. her lyrics and like the way that she phrases things are, you know, she's very unique in that way. She did Love from Both Sides, right? I've looked at Love from Both Sides now. Uh, I honestly don't know. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know that one. <laughs> All right. Well, my fourth. <laughs> <laughs> I know the songs I know, lady. This is going to be the only country song that I... picked a country song? I picked a country song because of the meaning behind it, which is your song by Garth Brooks. All right. Oh, that's right. I was looking at your list. Is this a cover of the Leon Russell song? Yeah, because here's the thing. I looked at your list and I saw that and I was like, wait, Garth Brooks, but wait, do I know this song? Yeah, it's actually the... um, I don't know. Is he on Spotify? Is this no, he's not on any streaming services. That's what? been one of his really? big stances forever. You can buy his albums digitally on his website, but yeah, I don't think I, he's ever put them up. After Double Live, I well, stopped that's buying. Be a really big problem, Garth, because because as we earlier, oh, yeah, because he doesn't have enough money. Earlier, there's not really any place to physically buy music anymore. Well, he yeah. put out he Other put out a Walmart exclusive, lane. which was like a ten album thing, and Will got it for me for Christmas. But since the Double Live album, which he put out in the '90s, I haven't purchased a Garth Brooks album. And this song, when it was put out on Double Live, I didn't like the recorded version. I liked his live version because. It was after his mother passed away, and he always leaves a front row seat open for her. And so he's singing it, and it just it, it, it'll break your heart to like hear him cracking on the last verse. Yeah. And it's just it's, it's kind of an emotional song, and it's beautiful for, for what it is. But it's one of those songs that when I listen to it, it's like my cry ugly song. Because I do have such a good relationship with my mom, and so I can see where he's coming from with that song. So here's the thing. You did manage to find the one Garth Brooks song that I don't know, because I'm looking at the lyrics right now. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Standing in the spotlight on such a perfect night, knowing that they're out there in the sea. I found it on YouTube. Let's see. There's going to probably be some ad. Well, that's because you don't pay for YouTube Premium. No, I don't. Yeah, you can write why? that off on your taxes. What are you doing? Yeah, we can move on. Yeah, <laughs> and on. your final favorite song. <laughs> My final favorite. I agonized over this one because I wanted to put Prince on the list. I would, I will argue with anyone any day that Prince is the greatest American musician of all time, hands down. And I ended up picking Raspberry Beret. 
<gasps> because it is the lead single off of the Paisley Park album, which was the album after, uh, or no, it's the Around the World in the in a Day album. Paisley Park is a single from that album. But I feel like that album is peak Prince in that it's all of his more pop tendencies and all of his really experimental stuff all in one album. And it's what were you? I was going to say, because I almost I almost had a Prince song as my number four, but then I moved it to a guilty pleasure because it's more on the pop vein. It's probably around that. I think it's around that same era is uh, Kiss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kiss. Yeah. Don't spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Jesus. But Prince, if nothing else, is the is amazing. greatest guitar player who has ever walked the planet. If you, I, I would, if anyone, I've told that to people and they're like, Prince played guitar. Prince uh, played yes. every instrument very, <laughs> very, very competently. And if you watch, you can find this on YouTube. The year he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they do an all-star jam at the end of every one of those ceremonies. And they played, it was Prince, Tom Petty, George Harrison's kid, Danny Harrison, uh, Jeff Lynn, and I don't remember who else, but they played While My Guitar Gently Weeps. And Prince, his guitar solo on that is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. And what's really interesting about it is Jan Wenner from Rolling Stone got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that night also. And they had just put out a list of the 100 greatest guitar players ever. And Prince wasn't on it. What? And you can tell from his solo that he's like, all right, we'll see who's the best guitar player. <laughs> like, at one point while he's playing, he just falls back into the crowd and has his security guard, like, push him back up. Nice. It's so – go watch that video. Okay. It will it's kinda like blow little... your mind. Can I? Can I just – Two things, and then you guys can do your Prince thing. <laughs> Number one, I'm going to say something that might be controversial, but this is why TJ is taking the lead on that episode. I don't like Prince. Oh, get out. But, get out right but, now. But, 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 but I will say this. I respect the hell out of him, and it's possible to not like someone and respect them. We used to be and friends. But the but the reason why was because I wasn't listening to his music when he first came out, and he was this like revolutionary thing, and like literally, it's Prince, yeah. Prince and the Revolution. Yeah, again. But I don't get it. But but yeah. <laughs> I'll explain it after the show. Stop trying to be punny. So looking back on his body of work, though, it is impressive. It just wasn't what I was listening to when I was growing up. Well, and so, you know, you can still start listening and, and loving new things, LD. I, I mean, I do about. every day. And then number two, <laughs> I can't remember if it was Paul McCartney or Eric Clapton. Someone was interviewing him. It might have been Eddie Van Halen. It was it was some major guitar player. And they were being interviewed. And the interviewer asked them, I was like, what was it? How did it? How does it feel to be the best guitar player in the world? And they turned to the interview and they're like, "I don't know. Go ask Prince." Yeah. So 
He's. Well, I think yeah. it might have been Carlos Santana. Was it? I think it was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just remember that story, but it, but yeah, I mean. Well, or maybe more than one person could have yeah. said it. <laughs> I guess that's a possibility. I mean, yeah. maybe. he Seeing Prince play guitar, like that's, you mentioned crying at a concert. I cried when I saw Prince. I saw Prince twice and. He's one I'm really sad and I never got to see. I saw him. I was in the seventh row. I saw him in Omaha. And he played Little Red Corvette solo acoustic. And like in the middle of it, I'm like crying. And then in my head, I'm like, this is a song about fucking. Like, why am I crying right now? (laughs) This is a weird choice to get all emotional. That's we know what that Corvette is, Prince. But yeah, he was I I I love Prince. He's my favorite musician ever. Yeah, it it is possible to respect a person, but just not like their body work. I mean, and I understand his place in rock history, and I can see why people like him. It just wasn't my – I was listening to the precursor. I was listening to Motown. I was listening to, you know, the the Supremes. I know. And still listen to Prince. I feel, like, completely (laughs) in – You're just breaking my heart. We're going to have our biggest fight right now. (laughs) (laughs) Completely independent of everything else in his life and backstory, I feel the same way about Michael Jackson's music. I think Michael Jackson has maybe two really solid albums, and the rest are just – like, name your favorite song from the Invincible album. What? (laughs) Right, right. No, I can definitely – I understand that for sure. So. Yeah, I mean, and I, I actually saw his list beforehand, and I know that there's going to be a fight. I know there's going to be a fight coming. She told me I'm what it is. I'm ready for that fight. Yes. There's... I'm just going to back out of the room slowly when this happens, because <laughs> I have very little opinion on it. Well, there will be a reason. We don't want to spoil it for Okay. Everybody. So, what's your... Fifth? Fifth? We're on the fifth one. We're on oh, the fifth wow. one. Oh, my hey, God. we're almost Yay. done with the favorite songs. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is going so well and so timely. <laughs> right. We're not getting off topic at all. Nope. Um, so my fifth is a song um, by Bonnie Raitt called Love Me Like a Man. Bonnie Raitt's I love that amazing. Song. Yeah, she's great. The only female to have a Fender guitar named after her. I did not know that. I did. Not gonna. Lie. That's great, Good but job. also, what the hell, Fender? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I can think of at <laughs> like least I'm a really... few more off the top of my head. Just a few. Yeah. Just a few. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of amazing. Female... Fix it now. Give Saint Vincent her own. Come on, <laughs> come on, Fender. Let's let's pick some more ladies. Um, yeah, I love that song so much. It's just a little, obviously, a bluesy song. Just a little bluesy song that's got a little sexy, and it's a little Can sassy. you strip to it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just, um, I actually made it was, you make it was another one so that I could have a lucrative career as a stripper. Oh, fair enough. Uh, There's only a lot of stripper a, songs on these lists. Only a it couple is. of them. <laughs> But no, that was actually, it was another one I learned my uh, my last year of college with the, the voice coach that I worked with at the time. Her name is Lori Dockin, and she is amazing. Love you, Lori, if you hear this. Um, but she picked some great songs because she really wanted to push my boundaries. And some of my favorites are still from you that got to sing that thing. You got to sing that shit in college. I was singing yeah. the Pirates of Penzance. That's why we went to different colleges. 
I left my I, didn't I go left to my I left my I went first to college a couple times. It just never worked out any time. Yeah. <laughs> I left my first college once I hit the music program and because they wouldn't let me like they were all classical and I wanted to go uh we my first school I went to had a sister program, like where they have the three colleges or whatever that is it now a gender neutral program what (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) okay i get it anyways moving on with my story so (laughs) so they only did classical and i wanted to go to one of the other schools in the system because we could do exchange classes um, they had contemporary music classes. And I wanted to go over there, and my um, my advisor wouldn't let me. He would not sign the papers for me to pick up these other classes because he would not let me go and sing contemporary music because it would ruin my voice. I'm like, okay, well, cool. So I'm gonna just go ahead and then quit altogether. So I'm gonna need you to go ahead and sign that paper then. And I'm going to go move on to another school that will. So then I moved on to this other school and I got to sing all like we still had to do like each session. We still had to do one opera song, like classical song. But then we also got to do like other styles and stuff. So anyways, long story short, that was one that I (laughs) (laughs) refer back to that diagram on Instagram. Um, So. Love Me Like a Man was another one. She's like, it's a little, might be a little controversial because that, Is that what your teacher sounds like? No. <laughs> Shush. Um, that's the, Sounded like Janis Joplin. It did. Her teacher right? did. That's the, and her mom. That's the <laughs> voice that I use when I talk for other people. So like, <laughs> you know, if I want to be like, and Adam was like, wow, it sounds like Janis Joplin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sound like that at all. <laughs> the coast of Janice shows up and she's like, let me just tell you, I don't sound like that. <laughs> Take it easy, Janice. Indoor voice. Dang, don't Janice. tell me what to do. <laughs> Dang, Janice. Watch your levels. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that song actually was one that when my fiance first came to hear me sing, um, I had been singing Bobby McGee when he walked in, but he had been drinking before and he was supposed to meet my parents at this show. And I was mad because I'm one of those. I'm like, you can go do whatever, but you don't flake on my mama. Get your butt here now. Like, so he shows up and I'm singing Bobby McGee. And I look down after I'm done and he's there and he's got his head down on the table and I'm sitting there like, oh, he is not drunk and passed out in front of my mom. Like, that's worse than flaking on her. So I turn to the band and I'm like, blues, E, go! And sing Love Me Like a Man, which basically I'm sitting there chewing him out via song for the first verse. <laughs> of like, Because it's all about like... So you were rage singing at your boyfriend? I kind of was, yeah. That's romantic. I was chewing him out and then like he lifted his head and I realized that... He wasn't passed out. He was crying and like hiding his face because he didn't re- like it was the first time he'd ever heard me sing. and didn't realize that I could <laughs> like oh. thought I was one of those like I'm a singer yeah. and was really like only good for mediocre karaoke. And uh, 
Yeah, so that song is important to me for many, many reasons. So it had to make the list, even though there's so many. I could have this picked. is kind of, your your song's kind of like my song. My my final <laughs> favorite song is "My Girl" by The Temptations. Aw, cute. Because I love the little heartbeat that it starts off with, and that that it just evokes so much joy when I hear it. It just makes me kind of like seat melt. I just mush up. And I, I, and then I think about the movie and then I start really crying the because the movie. Mm. the movie, you know, just the bees killed him. The bees. The bees killed him. I think just so sad. I'd be curious because I think that it, it would be a pretty valid bet to say that when most people initially think of my girl, they think of after the bees. Yeah. And just that heartbreaking moment. But that was like yeah. our first moment as a kid where like you're confronted with death in a film. Like Yeah. Because it wasn't like an adult un- film. Unless you saw Watership like, Down, a, which was, was just coming of age film. My parents took me to the movies when I was a kid. So I saw like Friday the 13th in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready for Macaulay Culkin to get stung by those bees. <laughs> get them, bees. <laughs> Willow, Willow was like the first movie that I remember. Death moment than like stab, stab. Yeah, (laughs) is it a little different? It was a little heavier. Fully dressed, they had not. Stingers are the knives of bees. It was a little. It was a little heavier and a little. (laughs) I need that on a t-shirt. I need that on a t-shirt. I do like that. That's nice. Stingers are the knives of bees. (laughs) They are. They are. If you get five of them, it's nature's Freddy Krueger. <laughs> but only five, no more than that. Right? Yeah, yeah. No more than that. More than that, and it's it's um, House, of, that, House it's... of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, that'd be weird. What kind of freak <laughs> do you take Freddy Krueger for? Yeah, I think he's got six fingers. I was gonna say probably, a six finger man. She's probably never seen Nightmare on Elm Street. Have you? I have two. <laughs> <laughs> That's. It sounds like there's a butt coming. Which one? Which one did you see? The first one. Point point on the doll where the movie hurt you. <laughs> I saw the first one. You know, there's like eight of them, right? Well, I you didn't, don't need I to didn't see them all. I didn't say I watched she them all. See, I'm she say, needs I, to see three. Right. Uh, I didn't that's say one I watched them one. all. I said I've seen one. Five is I've fun. Seen Nightmare on Elm Street. The Five end. is fun. Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. That's three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's, that's probably one of the best ones. I like New Nightmare. New Nightmare is brilliant yeah. because that was like the precursor to Scream. Right. I've seen all the Scream movies. Of course. Why? <laughs> you can stop at one and it's good. <laughs> because that was when I was in now, like early high school. But Final and, Destination, you, know. you need to see all of them from beginning to end. Because and that, The Purge. And The Purge. Purge Election Year was not that bad. All the Pur- Purge is my favorite movie franchise. Did you, did you like the first Purge? How many are Not there? Like the the, I thought there was just the one, one that just came out. Two. Yes, yeah. the one that just came out. I thought yeah. there no, were there's only two. How many? There's are there? four. Four. Oh dang. There's four. Uh, we've yeah. seen. We saw three of them in the theater. We didn't see Election Year in the theater, and I can't remember why. But the first Purge was one of the things we're like, why can't we have a Purge? Can we? Yeah, can kinda. we? Can we do that? Can we Purge? Yeah. Please. I was really excited about the, the year, uh, I think it was 2003, where they had the huge Northeastern blackout. Oh, yeah. And I was like, we can loot! Right. Who's with me? 
And the only people that looted were Canadians? Yeah. (laughs) Looting's great. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that I would... Songs about looting. I very much enjoy looting. Songs about looting. Uh, That would be April 26, 1992 by Sublime, which is probably the best song about looting. I mean, does there have to be a catastrophe for us to to There are so many Ice Cube songs that came out after the L.A. riots that are the best songs about looting. Wicked is a great song about looting. He actually had songs about burning down L.A. before the L.A. riots. Death Certificate is a fascinating and kind of racist album. Okay, now I'm just going to have to go back and listen to that whole thing. Yeah, listen to Death Certificate. It is a snapshot of what was about to happen in L.A. That like, was a oh, wow. fascinating time in Los Angeles because I yeah. wasn't – were you here at the time? No, I grew up in the Midwest. Yeah, I grew up in the South. So, like, we, we watched it from the safety of our TV in, at home. But that's, like, in hindsight, what a fascinating time to, like, watch a city be on the edge and just what is that one small little tipping point. Yeah. Watch any documentary about the L.A. riots. If, if for no other reason than – when the rioting hits Koreatown and people forget Korea has compulsory military service. (laughs) So they know a thing or two about guarding a building and it (laughs) turns into actual warfare footage. It's crazy. It's insane to see any of the footage, but the reason why they focused on Koreatown was actually not because of the whole Rodney King thing, but because of the, the grocer who had killed the kid and even got away with it. And, right. and that's what actually kind of set off the L.A. riots was like that had pushed them to that that go mode. And then with the Rodney King verdict, that 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 was like, we're done. Burn the whole place down. Start. Over. Right. Yeah, it's a very complicated situation. Even the even the Korean store owners uh, like that relationship with the community was. There could be a whole podcast episode just about that. Yeah. I would, we should. We should. We should do an episode. I would like to point out that Rock and Roll Heaven is probably one of the only podcasts that you can go from talking about the song "My Girl" <laughs> to all the way through to the L.A. riots. <laughs> but right. we drew a really good through line. I mean, the the conversation flow made sense. Well, the four tops caused the L.A. But, riots. Yeah. Or was it the temptations? Temptations. 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 It's all their fault. But I love that we do this regularly, and then she has to edit it out. <laughs> we did an episode on Karen Carpenter, which comes out. Uh, it will have come out by the time this this airs. And I'm not kidding. When I uploaded it, it took six minutes to upload, and it's four and a half hours. Oh, yeah. We went off on Yikes. so many This isn't going to be four and a half hours, is it? No, 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 no. no I mean, we are creeping on, too. We're moving really good, though. <laughs> No, we're yeah, we're creeping we're on creeping two. up on two. But we had time beforehand where we yeah. talked. Yes. So we're yes. probably so. only like an hour ish, hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> but this is this is this is one of the but few episodes finally... that's like going out unedited. So But we're finally finished with the first topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two down wait, one down, two to go. So <laughs> So it's like um, a two-second mention. I just want to say <laughs> thank you so much to Adam Todd Brown for being on this episode, for putting up with our bullshit for yeah, like four so hours now. You're starving to death. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but uh, it was an absolute pleasure. And it was I, really fun. if you will, we'd love to have you back for the Prince episode. Of absolutely. course, yeah, I'd yeah. love to. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So. 
Uh, I don't have the sheet of paper in front of me, so I'll just say uh, check the show notes for all of our social media stuff. Uh, you can find me at, uh, what is it, Carolina Blue Productions on Instagram. You can find Tracy at Singing LT TL. on Instagram. TL. What's your name again? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Adam, do you have any socials you want to plug? Uh, just at Adam Todd Brown on all the socials. Todd with one D. T-O-D. Nice. T-O-D. Yeah, and uh, thanks so much for checking out this short set, which is not a short set at all. It's not short. Uh, and please feel free to leave your comments uh, on iTunes or on any of our social pages. And other than that, keep rocking in the free world. Bye. one of the best savings rates in America. Banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.